Hi, I'm Dr. Alicia Armitstead. I'm a chiropractor who specializes in nutrition in New York City and Connecticut. And I wanted to talk to you today about all the electronic use that we use and the radiation that it gives off and what it does to our body. Your body uses electrical signals within itself to accomplish every vital function to maintain your health, from your heartbeat and brain waves to even cell growth and sensory perception. Electrical waves flow throughout your entire body, generating electric current that in turn generates biological magnetic fields. Thus, you are an electromagnetic being and the radiation EMFs or electromagnetic fields measurable in your body confirms it. Western medicine uses it to rely on measurements for many of their tests, from the EKG to the magnetic residency imaging, MRI. They use a lot of other different tests. As an electromagnetic being, it's not hard to understand that exposure to powerful and unnatural electromagnetic radiation can affect your body and therefore your health. So with so much attachment, ease, and connection to our devices, what we have failed to notice is the effects it has on our body. With 5G now coming into the picture, what does that mean for our health and what steps can we do to protect ourselves and our loved ones? What is 5G or electromagnetic radiation, also known as EMFs? EMFs are invisible waves of energy often referred to as radiation that are associated with the use of electrical power in various forms of natural and man-made lighting. EMFs have two groups, depending on their frequency. One, non-ionizing, which is the low-level radiation that is generally perceived as harmless to humans, and then the ionizing, which is the high-level radiation which has the potential for cellular and DNA damage. Ionizing damaging would be x-rays and ultraviolet rays from the sun. Non-ionizing includes pretty much everything else. The visible light we see, plus the laser lights, infrared, microwaves, Bluetooth, radio waves, and 5G. The boundary between ionizing and non-ionizing electromagnetic radiation you know, between this low-level and high-level radiation is not sharply defined. And I can tell you, I see exposure to non-ionizing radiation as toxic to our health. When I say that our electronics are toxic to our bodies, I am going back to the basics of the body's physics. And the important premise that determines how our body reacts to our surroundings and its capacity for healing. The first premise is that the human body has an innate intelligence that is constantly adapting to its immediate environment, for better or for worse. The body is attracted to a wholesome, nurturing environment and is repelled by a negative or toxic environment. The electromagnetic waves in the air that are supposed to be harmless actually hit our body, which is also electrical, and interferes with our health. Your body is not only filled with electricity, it is electricity. It's why when someone has a heart attack, that's why the emergency responders use electricity to try to restart the heart. The second important premise is that each body has a field of energy that surrounds it and can read the environment for the purpose of maintaining its balance. 
Understanding that the body has an energy field that is constantly emitting and changing can now allow us to understand how the energy emissions given off by our electronics can affect our health and balance. All technology we use emits some sort of electromagnetic radiation. There are electric fields that develop throughout the amount of voltage it uses, and then there are magnetic fields that develop from the flow of the electric current. These radiation fields are large so that they can connect with wireless devices that we use. Wireless devices need to be connected to a source to function, and through these radiation fields it occurs. Our text messages don't come from thin air. The higher the electric field or the greater the magnetic field, the stronger the electromagnetic radiation. Currently, almost everything is going cordless, which means extra radiation to transmit information. The frequency used is getting higher. Mobile phones, smartwatches, computers, iPads, televisions, navigation systems, microwaves, smart meters, Bluetooth, the Wi-Fi routers, and honestly, every electrical device you use, your hair dryer, the vacuum, is producing electromagnetic field which interferes with your body's energy field and electrical system. And I just mentioned a smart meter, so let me explain what that is, because if you don't know what a smart meter it is, please be aware. Smart meters are a new technology that can read the amount of utilities, such as electricity, natural gas, or water, that you use, and then they send the information as an electronic signal back to the company. In the past, the data from the meters had to be read in person, but smart meters have now been used for a number of years in some developed countries, especially in parts of Europe. In recent years, they have been installed in some areas of the United States as well. Concerns have been raised about the safety of smart meters because they give off the same kind of EMFs as cell phones and Wi-Fi devices. But instead of giving off signals every now and then, smart meters give off random electronic signals because they are constantly talking to a central computer system. Smart meters are typically installed outside the home, either in place of or part of the existing meter. How much electromagnetic energy that people are exposed to from the smart meter depends on how far they are from the smart meter antenna and how the smart meter sends its signal. The frequency and power of the EMFs given off by a smart meter are supposedly only two millisecond spikes of energy, and so the companies claim they are safe. But its emissions are randomly assigned to a pattern of alternating frequencies. The pulses keep shifting which frequency they are using. At least 90% of the pulses are not even your data, but the mesh network talking to itself. Think of it as network chatter. The spiked pulses are like a strobe light. Strobe lights also emit spiked pulses about a half a millisecond each. The smart meter pulses can go off at a rate of 2 to 20 per second. Strobe lights are known to have neurological effects and are not allowed to be sold if they strobe at a rate above 10 pulses per second. Some people cannot be around strobe lights. If you've ever been around one, you know it doesn't necessarily feel good to stare at one. The smart meter's electromagnetic frequencies constitute an all-new bizarre pattern that is not healthy. But the utility companies all claim that the low radiation emissions give off random signals 
And we all know how strobe lights actually have neurological effects and come with a warning for people to be careful if they have headaches, dizziness, and are known to have seizures. And radiation actually can affect us. In general, radiation symptoms can include headaches, rashes, fatigue, mood swings, irritability, and sleep disturbances. In fact, radiation is classified by the International Agency of Research on Cancer as a possible carcinogen in humans. Because electromagnetic radiation is a possible carcinogen and smart meters give off this radiation, it is possible that smart meters could increase cancer risk. In the description, I included a YouTube video showing a person's blood before and after exposure to a smart meter done by a doctor I personally know and trust. The video shows under a microscope really good red blood cell flow before exposure to a smart meter and then after exposure clumped chaotic slow red blood cell flow. This cannot be healthy for us. The good news is that in some places where smart meters are being installed, people have the choice to opt out of having them, but this isn't an option everywhere. But it is for New York and Connecticut. So in the description, I have left links where you can electronically sign a petition to stop having them installed. No matter the source, I literally think of radiation as waves of energy that interfere with our nervous system, confusing or distorting the messages to and from the brain. Radiation is damaging to the body and can cause symptoms, like I said earlier, the headaches, rashes, fatigue, mood swings, trouble sleeping. On a cellular level, exposure over long periods of time literally can cause the cell to blow out, resulting in holes in the membranes causing inflammation. The higher the frequency, the greater the energy transmitted, and so therefore the greater the damage. EMFs create oxidative stress through an increase in free radicals that in turn cause damage to our cellular DNA. It also decreases our white and red blood cell counts and therefore our immune systems aren't as strong. And radiation compromises the blood-brain barrier, exposing the brain and central nervous system to unhealthy toxins. And it actually can play on our hormones. It changes our hormone levels, including melatonin, which impacts the quality of sleep and our fertility, among other issues. The good news is there are ways in which we can protect our bodies from these harmful emissions to keep our body in balance and healthy. When using the cell phone at any time, even for a phone call, use headphones with wires when possible to keep the cell phone away from your head. If you don't have any headphones with wires, put the phone on speaker when you can to also keep it away from your head. Unplug appliances, including the Wi-Fi, when you're not using it. Try not to use the microwave. Minimize hair drying time. Don't just put the TV on for background noise. And if you have trouble sleeping, try not to use any electronics at least 30 minutes before bed. Don't charge your cell phone near your bed at night. At least have it across the room from you. Or even better, it would be a completely different room and on airplane mode. You can also purchase a Himalayan salts lamp. 
the salt mixes with the moisture in the air, releasing negative ions that help reduce the stress on the body from radiation. It can also reduce indoor air pollution, allergens, and improves mood and sleep. And so how can negative ions actually do all of that? Well, back to Science 101, an ion is an atom or molecule in which the total number of electrons is not equal to the number of protons, giving the atom a net positive or negative electrical charge. Our bodies are full of positive ions from all the chemical reactions that occur. Positive ions also come from electronic devices like computers, cell phones, TVs, and all this different electronic radiation. And negative ions can actually neutralize all our positive ions by bonding together. Negative ions occur more often in nature, and they are often created by things like lightning storms, sunlight, waterfalls, ocean waves. I mean, it's one reason why people love the beach and just feel refreshed after a storm. There is such a thing called earthing or grounding, where you purposely spend time outside barefoot, soaking up the negative ions from the earth. I suggest walking barefoot for at least 20 minutes to get the full effect of the negative ions. I have seen great results with it myself when jet lagged, and now that I'm thinking about it, I should actually make sure I do it after traveling in general to help neutralize the toxic exposure from flying and being scanned at security. I mean, when you think about the newer scanners, they don't let pregnant women or children do that, but they're safe for everyone else? I doubt it. So whenever you have time and try to make sure you have time, please ask for a pat down. But walking outside can be hard if you live in New York City or another urban place. So there is such a thing as earthing mats that you can purchase that plug into an outlet and use the electric current to create negative ions that when you touch the earthing mat, you won't feel anything, but the negative ions get absorbed in through your skin. And if you're having trouble sleeping, you might want to try an earthing sheet that you can actually sleep with. The fact is, electromagnetic radiation is all around us every day. Whether we use the electronics less or not, we really have no idea how much we're getting absorbed, and we don't really know how it will affect us long term. Not only are we still in a pandemic, but there's lots of diseases that are unfortunately increasing at an alarming rate. Rare cancers just aren't so rare anymore, and especially childhood diseases like ADHD, autism, eczema, and so many more are on the rise. We need to protect ourselves now and take extra precautions because our health is just too priceless not to. The European Commission has an excellent quote about the health concerns of 5G. Waiting for high levels of scientific and clinical proof before taking action to prevent well-known risks can lead to very high health and economic costs, as was the case with asbestos, leaded patrol, and tobacco. Now that definitely puts it in perspective for me. How the radiation affects your body depends on both their frequency 
and the power of the wave. And 5G is more toxic because the actual electronic waves are more powerful and the 5G towers are closer together so that there will be more of them causing 5G waves to have a higher frequency. A two-page fact sheet on 5G can be downloaded from the Environmental Health Trust's website. I will leave a link in the description. There you can also access a long list of published scientific studies showing cause for concern. Remember, 5G will result in an exponential increase in EMF exposure, and there are already more than 1,800 studies summarized in the Bioinitiative report from 2007 to 2012 showing how this exposure creates immune system effects, neurological effects, and cognitive effects. So even though we shouldn't necessarily wait for all the scientific and clinical proof, we have it and still 5G is being installed. It's really scary. People who have heavy metal in them will be more sensitive to the electromagnetic fields coming from electronics because the positive ionic charge in their body from the heavy metal will attract the electromagnetic waves coming from all the electronics. Not only does this interfere with the body, but it also actually interferes with the electronics. If you are a person whose electronics always seem to be haywire or quite not working for some reason or keep shutting on and off randomly, you may have heavy metal poisoning and both you and your electronics can benefit from a detox. I'll leave a link of my heavy metal detox podcast in the description as well. So what can we do to protect ourselves from being bombarded by toxic environment? The goal is to detox and get healthier and stronger so the radiation doesn't affect us as much. A healthy body would be able to handle day-to-day EMFs, toxin in and toxin out. Also, creating a healthy environment despite technology will help. Whether negative ions are being absorbed through your feet from earthing or an earthing mat or breathing in the Himalayan salt... Having the positive ions in your body and the negative ions you just inhaled or absorbed come together puts less stress on the body. Otherwise, an ion having a charge will put the oxidative stress on the body and cause inflammation. Actually, that's how antioxidants work. And taking an antioxidant supplement can actually help. And then foods highest in antioxidants are cranberries, blueberries, blackberries, Beans, artichokes, and russet potatoes are actually high in vegetables, and pecans, walnuts, and hazelnuts rank highest in the nut category. You can also buy EMF cell phone protection stickers that can be placed on your cell phone, your Wi-Fi, your computer. There are lots of different ones out there, ranging from cheap to very expensive. I'm not sure exactly which ones are worth the price, but just remember, usually get what you pay for. The company I am familiar with and see great results with is EMF Harmony. There's also a bracelet that you can wear that will neutralize EMFs and get the stress off of the body that I absolutely love. And I'll leave that link in the description. Another EMF protector I have purchased and loved is called the Lomarian Plug. You plug it into the wall anywhere and it helps actually radiation throughout the whole house or apartment. It's a small plastic box and I'll leave the link in the description as well. 
And the way that it works is that you plug it in and it makes all radiation that's in the house or apartment neutral. When I went to the website, I couldn't believe it. I kept reading and reading and it truly sounded too good to be true. Not only will this one thing neutralize all the radiation currents running through the wall and it's only $40, but if you put your cell phone on it for five minutes, it then doesn't just neutralize your cell phone, but it actually changes your emissions of cell phones to actually be positive because it changed the cell phone to transmit the same healing frequency as the plug itself. I mean, I was skeptical at first, but I also understood the physics behind it, so I knew it could be possible. The next thing I did was I tested it out. Knowing that my cell phone always makes me go weak when muscle testing it, I plugged my phone into an outlet in the same room with a Lumerian plug, and then I muscle tested it myself, and I didn't go weak. I mean, that was enough proof for me that at least the plug had enough power to neutralize my phone to no longer hinder my health. So the website also says if you have pain or sore shoulder, wrist, elbow, ankle, anything, plug an extension cord into an outlet. It doesn't necessarily even have to be the same outlet as the Lumerian plug. And then gently wrap the extension cord around the area, but not Gently, don't cut off blood flow. Each time you wrap the cord around, you intensify the strength. For example, five times around is five times the strength. The extension cord is picking up the frequency of the plug through the outlet. Use the method once a night for five nights in a row and you might get some powerful relief. I don't have pain like this, but my mom used it and swears by it. Do this near bedtime for about a half an hour. Once your cell phone is placed next to the Lomarian plug and has the same positive frequency, you can actually place your cell phone on parts of your body as well that are sore. What a great tool. And in your diet to also protect against radiation, you can eat more broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, turnips, collard greens, kale, seaweed, bok choy. Not all these foods have chlorophyll in them, but the chlorophyll content is part of the reason why eating more of these foods would help. And chlorella is one of the most widely studied algaes and has been described as having the highest chlorophyll content. Chlorophyll is important because animal studies indicate that a chlorophyll-rich diet increases the survival of experimental animals after lethal doses of radiation. And the use of chlorella was first developed by the Japanese as an antidote and treatment against atomic radiation. I actually muscle test chlorella and liquid chlorophyll a lot in my office to help patients. The other vegetables I listed can help because they're from a family called the brassica vegetables and high beta-carotene vegetables. Cancer researchers have found that all brassica family plants protect your cells from the damaging effects of radiation, and beta-carotene also has been researched and found to have radioprotective effects. A study conducted on over 700 children exposed in the Chernobyl radiation in 1986 
found that diets high in carotenes scientifically reduced DNA damage in humans exposed to radiation. Spirulina is great too. You can find spirulina as a powder. You can put it in smoothies or you can take tablets of it. After the Chernobyl incident, the Institute of Radiation Medicine proved that children experienced enhanced immune system T-cell counts and reduced radioactivity on the protocol, which their protocol was 5 grams of spirulina for 45 days. Also, eat your beans and lentils. These foods have high nucleotide concentrations, and nucleotides are what is needed to help build RNA and DNA. It also helps boost up the immune system, enhancing the effects of antioxidants, and increases the body's ability to heal and repair. Other foods high in nucleotides is spirulina, chlorella, sardines, liver, and mackerel. Fatty acids such as cod liver oil and olive oil can help as well. These oils have been found scientifically to help protect against large doses of radiation in rats. They tend to live 50 to 100% longer if fed cod liver or olive oil. You also want to make sure you avoid refined, highly processed sugars and flours. This one probably does not need to be explained, but I'll summarize by saying that after radiation exposure, the last thing you want to do is eat foods that have been proven to lower your immune function and cause stress on the body. So for better health against radiation toxicity, eat your veggies, purchase a salt lamp, run outside barefoot, purchase a mammarian plug, cell phone and computer protector, and splurge on blueberries. Sign your petitions, get active in your community to avoid smart meters, use your electronics less, unplug them when not using them, and just let the rest go. Yes, after all is said and done, do your 100% with what you have control over and what you don't have control over, let go. As the world changes over to 5G, or hopefully not, we can only do our best.